Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. More and more people are doing it. More and more people should be doing it. What are we talking about? Planning your own funeral. The actions you take towards this goal today will save your loved one's pain tomorrow. Planning your own funeral is the best last gift you can give someone. The gift of peace. But hey, it's not easy and it can be almost as overwhelming for you to do it than for those you leave behind to conquer. I mean, what's all involved? What is everything you need to cover? Where do you even begin? Here to help us with the journey is Anthony Martin. Choice Mutual CEO who frequently authors content for Forbes and Newsweeks and also consults on several high-profile websites such as Bankrate, Fox Business, CNBC, and more. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks for allowing me to be here, Mary. Good to be with you. Well, let's first discuss why it is a good idea to plan your own funeral. I would say the best reason to plan your own funeral would be because if you do not, you are essentially condemning your loved ones to do it for you. And if you imagine at the time when you pass away, they're going to be going through probably the most emotionally difficult experience of their lives. And so in that moment, them having to make decisions about how they're going to basically memorialize you just adds further stress to the already incredibly stressful environment they're in right now. So if you don't do this ahead of time, then you're asking them to do that at basically one of the worst times in their life. So that's the biggest reason that you would want to pre-plan your funeral. So that makes a lot of sense, but I got to tell you, it's got to be tough to face your own mortality. Yeah, it's definitely not a topic that people enjoy talking about or discussing Uh, But it's just one of those things that adults have to just kind of suck up and deal with because nobody's been able to cheat death uh, that we know of. (laughs) Um, So it's it's inevitable that we're all going to experience this and it's just a natural part of life. So there's no question it's uncomfortable, but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that we have to deal with uh, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Like taxes and bills, (laughs) just put it on the list. Um, And and you're right. People don't like to discuss this kind of thing, even if you bring it up, especially if you have an elderly person in your life that you want to get everything right for, but they don't want to discuss it. Uh, It is an uncomfortable subject, but we're going to try and break down some elements today to help with that. It can be hard and it can be time consuming. Yeah, it can be really depending on your preferences. Like some people want to have a funeral service that's rather extravagant where they invite 
all their friends and family and have uh, like a grand ceremony, so to speak. And for people that have those types of preferences, it could take more time. It definitely will cost more. But truthfully, most people don't want to go really extreme. So it, it doesn't take as much time as you might think to plan it out. Um, and then the, the, the greatest thing to remember to kind of help people get through this is that once you do it once, you don't have to do it again. Mm -hmm. So that you can check this off your to-do list permanently. So once you have it all complete and documented, you can rest comfortably knowing that for the rest of your life, you don't have to worry about this issue. Mm -hmm. That's good. And and you kind of said a different aspect to it that I didn't think of. I thought right away, this is a great idea to help your loved ones, like you said, through a, a very difficult time. But if you have particular things you want done, it's also, uh, you know, something you're doing for yourself and that if you do want X, Y, and Z, and you want doves flying overhead or whatever is yeah. your vision, um, you get to take care of your needs as well as the needs of your loved ones that you're leaving behind. So now when it comes to, and, and we're going to talk individually, so I don't want to like get into specifics, but when you finally decide all these choices we're going to talk about, do you need a formal document for those plans or just something otherwise? Absolutely not. No, you don't need anything formal or any sort of legal document that outlines this stuff. Uh, quite frankly, you could pull out a blank sheet of paper and document your wishes and that would suffice. Um, so if, if you go online and Google free funeral planner, you could download multiple guides for free that you can print out uh, at home or you can store them digitally on your computer. Uh, but there's nothing like formal required to do this. I mean, essentially... You just need a document, whether it's pre-formatted or not, that just clearly outlines what you would prefer in terms of, you know, your funeral service itself. I um, mean, thankfully, I mean, it's totally free to do if you if you download an online guide. There's even companies that will provide like uh, free funeral planning services, like where you can like create an account online and document your wishes and they'll store it in their database. That would totally suffice as well. Okay, so let's get into some nitty-gritty on all the decisions that need to be addressed. Walk us through burial versus cremation versus donation. The first step in the funeral planning process would be for an individual to decide, do they want to have a burial service, cremation service, or do they want to simply donate their body and do nothing at all? I will add a quick caveat that not every single person is eligible for body donation, there are some exclusionary um, circumstances. So before you just commit to that, you would want to check with the organization you intend to donate your body to to make sure that they would accept you. Uh, but truthfully, most people are eligible for that. Um, but again, you if you want to have a funeral, then you would decide, do you want to have a burial or a cremation? Um, because that's going to heavily influence uh, the other decisions you're going to make, including the cost. So burial is definitely going to cost a fair amount more than a cremation would. Uh, but once you decide which one of those you prefer, then it comes down to deciding, do you want to have an actual service where, you know, you have friends and family come and they're able to view the body and do like a, a eulogy, so to speak, have people speak. Um, and then same thing with cremation. You can still do a viewing before the body's cremated. So you need to pan out those details. And then, you know, there's other minor things like, do you want to have certain music played, um, have certain clothing worn if there's a viewing uh, things like doves being released, other minor things like that, you would decide as well. But it all starts with deciding, do you want to be buried or do you want to be cremated? So I wanted to talk about two uh, newer options, uh, natural and green burial. Can you explain those? 
natural and green burial would really be synonyms. Um, essentially a process where the body, they don't use any like harmful chemicals, uh, like, or they don't do any bombing, for example. So essentially the way it works is the body is essentially placed in the ground uh, and it's meant to basically just decompose naturally. There are some, you know, chemicals they use, but they're safe for the environment, so to speak. So whereas with like an embalming, they're, they're inserting things into the body that don't necessarily break down naturally. Um, and so it's just safe from the environment if you go the natural burial route where, you know, the box and, and any materials used basically naturally decompose at a much faster rate compared to a body that's inserted in the ground with an embalming. Mm-hmm. I've also heard about this memorial reef for cremation option. What's that about? So that's a kind of unique thing, um, but it's, the way it works is um, the organization that would actually do this, they would place a reef at the bottom and it's, 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 it's almost made of cement, so to speak. Um, and some of the cement is, inf- the ashes from the body are infused with the cement. And so the idea is that they would place this at the bottom of the ocean and it's meant to be uh, like a, a growth environment for re- uh, like natural reefs to grow around it. So they place it there and over time, the natural reef around it will grow on this piece that they've inserted in there and it'll basically live on forever. That's very interesting. That's very different. Yeah. Um, so there's all kinds of options. And and what might direct a person to one or another? Like there's crypt, there's mausoleums, there's so much to, to think about here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really comes down to a matter of preference. Uh, it, this is a really a subjective call. Like I would, if you have a, a strong affinity for the ocean, maybe then a memorial reef would fit perfectly with your uh, personal uh, views or just the things that make you happy. Some people, like a mausoleum is a, a large freestanding structure. They're very expensive, but they're they're quite grand. So if that's something that appeals to you, then you know a mausoleum could be something that you can explore or just a traditional casket if you don't you know want to do anything special, so to speak. So these are all subjective decisions, but you'd be amazed. There are a lot of options. For example, if you want to be cremated, you can pay to have your ashes released in space. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can have it inserted into a firework. I mean, you can have it made mm-hmm. into jewelry. There are tons of options wow. uh, that people have never thought of. So, but it's all subjective. Mm-hmm. Is do you, is that all very expensive to go that route? Uh, to go into space, yes, that would be very costly. Like, uh, give me an idea. Like with the fireworks in the space. So to get your ashes in space, it could be anywhere from five to thousand dollars to thirteen thousand dollars. I mean, it it, you know it could be quite expensive, Mm -hmm. and I think for most people that's probably not something that's realistically an option. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there that Mm -hmm. do it. Otherwise, that business wouldn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, we're almost out of time. But give me an idea of maybe the other things that people might have to consider. You don't have to explain each one, but what are some other things that we should have on this checklist when we're putting together our plans? Um, the other the other major component to funeral planning is how you intend to pay for it. So this is you know arguably one of the most important aspects of funeral planning is how it's going to be paid for. Because there's two schools of thought. Uh, well, I guess I should say there's two types of people. Some people want to make sure that it's taken care of financially, and then there's some people who have the mindset that it's not a concern to them. They're not going to be here. They can do whatever. The problem with the second option is that 
the people that are still there, their loved ones, they, they want to honor their fallen one and they want to carry out some sort of a service to memorialize them. So in almost every circumstance, if you don't financially prepare for the funeral, you are essentially condemning your, your loved ones to do it for you. So you definitely want to structure a plan together where it's going to pay for it. Now, it could be a life insurance policy. You could save up cash. You could prepay directly at a funeral home. You could set up a trust that you put money into. There's a variety of things you can do to make sure the financial components take care of, but it's a really, really important step other than the plane of you know your preferences themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's some sound advice there because there is, there's, you know, the, the location, the flowers, the music, you mentioned, you know, the clothing, and this is something really if Uh every every individual said, I want to be buried in this dress and I want to have this brooch on, et cetera. I mean, the detail is crazy and, um, you know, it, it, it can seem overwhelming, but you have a lifetime to plan it where your loved ones would only have a few days. And for me, I think the most torturous part of planning a loved one's funeral is it's just getting it right. You know, you just, you want mom, you know, you know, would mom prefer pine or walnut with a <laughs> casket? Yeah. You know, would, would, who would she want her, you know, who's going to say her eulogy? I mean, you, you're at that moment in time, because unfortunately I've lost one loved ones. It's not, you know, what I think would be good or bad or fancy or not fancy or any of the other things. It's like, you know, what would mom want? What would dad want? That kind of thing. So this sure takes that responsibility and burden of getting it right off your loved one's shoulders. So, uh, you know, you can read Anthony's article on planning your own funeral at choicemutual.com forward slash planning dash your dash own dash funeral. Pretty simple. Choicemutual.com forward slash planning dash your dash own dash funeral. Now, Anthony, this has been some heavy duty, heavy duty topic for us today. And I'm hoping you could leave us with the joke you included in your article, if you remember it. Yes. Yeah. So there was a, a woman who got the receipt from her funeral parlor and at the bottom of the receipt, uh, it said, thank you, please come again, <laughs> which for a funeral home would be, uh, we don't want to come again. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. come again. Well, thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate your time and, and helping us today. You're welcome, Mary. Best of luck to you. Have a blessed day. So I hope you gleaned some important info from this broadcast. But for now, it's time to high-five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today's pocket, spread peace.